Champions. W's. 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 We out here winning, son. This is a special episode, baby. Yeah, typically you would not see an episode. So you would ever see an episode. You don't see episodes? (laughs) You don't see episodes. Well, you see it before you download it. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't ever hear an episode this this close together. True. We don't do that. No. We're not that quick. No, we're not. (laughs) I don't like to see you that often. Um, But because of the election, quite frankly, we got to have an episode. So this episode is only solely about the election. Okay, this is post-election. This is the results episode. We had the BTA voter guide 2018. Now we're going to have the BTA voter results 2018. You know, very think, very similar. Sometimes we're asking, so, hey, um, how do I vote on some issues? I was like, can I listen to your pod? I'm like, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I said voter guide. And I said, just ask me or go to my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because we're not going to go through propositions or uh, candidates. Because aside from, unless they're the U.S. president... A lot of people are voting for different folks who we have no idea. Exactly. Like, it would be unfair because we have a vast amount of fans across the nation. <laughs> so we wouldn't do that. It wouldn't make no, a lot of sense. No, it just isn't. It, is, it, it would be boring. That's it, just exactly. Right. It's, it's like, I don't have that proposition in my state. I don't know what, what y'all talking about. Yeah, that wouldn't be cool. So, uh, election update. Yes. What happened? We are champions. Okay, fantastic. All right, so. Do we win um, everything? Not everything. Okay. We did not. We won what we needed to win. Okay. So <laughs> okay. We, we won what we said we were going to win. Yeah. So this is how... I mean, and, yeah, and as we go through the show, I'll talk about how it's kind of akin to like a, you know, like your favorite sporting team, right? Let's say like the Los Angeles Lakers, right? Like you're watching the game and LeBron James is doing not well, right? He's like shooting poorly. As he is wont to do. LeBron <laughs> James is not do. He's not he's not a good player. And like all your stars on the team are like fumbling. Like they're just not doing well, right? But you get the W. Oh. Okay. At the end not only do you get the W, but you get the W in pretty definitive fashion. So that's how kind of I see how this election went. It was like watching my Los Angeles Lakers get the championship um but LeBron James tripping and fumbling on his face and scoring like a little bit of points, but not really being the MVP of the game. But some other players stepped it up. That's right. And one could make an argument, had it not been for LeBron playing or being there, we probably wouldn't have won at all. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, that notion of a rising tide will lift all boats, right? There, like, there, there, are some, there are some boats. It's good that you mentioned water because apparently there was something I heard about called a blue wave, which yeah. sounds very water-like. <laughs> so we're going to get away from analogies because okay. we've been using that quite a bit. Um, let's get into the facts of what happened. So Democrats have won the United States House of Representatives. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. We don't have that special effect. Yeah. Okay. So they flipped 28 seats as of t- uh, tonight. They can possibly flip as uh, as much as fourteen more, which will put them at about a forty two percent. I mean, forty two seat majority. Wait, 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 wait! I heard that. Tw- I heard that. I, wait, now, this is actually, folks. This is me responding what Patrick's saying live on air. Okay. I heard it was gonna be max thirty three. How we get to forty two? Potentially forty two. Yeah, because there are fourteen seats still up for grabs total. Okay. Still, that uh-huh. are kind of in question. It's kind of following the numbers. So, if they win all of them, it could be up to forty-eight. And those are all part of the this particular election. Yeah, but those are like Republican seats. Some, some, some are you know lean Democrat. It just for the most part, we know where these ones are going to land already. So they're not going to get all you know up to the forty-two gotcha. likely, but it could happen. Okay. All right. That's that's up two point. All right. right. 
Um, the Democrats hold a lead of 230 House members to 205 uh, Republican members currently. Uh, in the Senate, the GOP Republicans picked up two extra seats, so they netted two seats. Uh, so they currently stand at 46 Democrats, uh, Democratic seats, and 51 GOP seats. Uh, GOPs, GOP seats. GOP. Seats. That's in it. It sounds like I'm saying the GOP, like it's peeing. <laughs> no, G- GOP seats. I didn't hear peeing until you said it. <laughs> in my mind. Okay, so... Uh, and there are a few elections uh, that are still kind of outstanding um, that they're trying to, you know, fig- sort through, like Florida, which we'll talk about later. Yes. Um, so let me just stop right here and talk about uh, the Senate. Uh, we were not supposed to win in the Senate. Why? Okay. Um, we're not supposed to win in the Senate because it is structurally uh, and, quite frankly, geographically mm-hmm. and cyclically. Uh, not in our advantage. So elections are based off cycles. Gotcha. Right? Uh, elect senators, depending upon different circumstances in their state, may have uh, may may come out of cycle in terms of uh, being up for elect uh, 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 being up for election. Right? Well, as you know, not every four years, not every two years, not every six years, you know. You know, it's an even number, but some senator will be up for an election, right? Uh, just because of the off cycles. Because the senators do not every six years, but they have a term of six years. That's but right. That's right. Those it's terms, all mix and match. Those terms right? start at different time periods. That's right. That's right. The cycle is off. So it happens to be that this turn, the Democrats had much, much, much more seats that are more uh, that are up for uh, up for grab, basically up for election. Uh, we knew that at the end of 2016, we all thought to ourselves, "Oh shit, <laughs> we think it's bad now. Wait till fucking 2018." And I think we talked about that on the last podcast, right? That Democrats were already inherently, regardless of who was the president, it didn't matter who the president was. The cycle was that these vulnerable seats were going to come up, and that's why Nate Silver had it only a 10% chance of it actually happening. 10% is not a large number. Very small number. Just to give you an idea, so of the uh, 35 seats that were up for grabs, okay, in total, guess how many were Republican seats of those 35? I, I heard it was nine or something like that. Eight. Okay, so I was close. And only two were really vulnerable. Mm. So it's like the rest of them, the, the Democrats had to play defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had many more that were... Quite frankly, in Democrats were in places where they really have no business. Yeah, you know. And the thing is, a lot of my friends who were kind of frustrated with the Senate portion of everything. Right. Like I said, they were frustrated. They're like, what's going on? No one knows what's happening. It's like, I don't think they realize those particulars of what was going on. They don't think they realize that this is how many people were available or, 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 or vulnerable or had a situation where like, you know what? It's up and down in this particular district, or this person's up for re-election, and they have to basically hold firm and defend their position. That's way different to defend your position than it is to come in and say, you know what, I'm this this new hot shot trying to take over. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah, and you know, Democrats lost seats in surprisingly states like Missouri. Do you see a Democrat representing Missouri? 
No, not really. <laughs> um, they lost in places like North Dakota. You know, they lost in places like Indiana. These are conservative red states inherently. Okay, the fact that we happen to win those just goes to how great the candidate was, right? Yeah. But structurally, those states, geographically, simply put, are red states. Yeah. Uh, but look at if you want to look at some positives about the Senate, look at what we held. We held West Virginia. Uh, that goes back to Joe Manchin, him being the actual candidate, the person, the extraordinary person he is, and the extraordinary person that he, he is that he's able to connect with the red state. Uh, well, his name is Joe Manchin. That's even though he might be Democrat, <laughs> that sounds pretty Republican to me. Um, John Tester in Montana, Democrat. Uh, Montana is not a, uh, a blue bastion, Jelani, um, and he held that seat. So if you look at what Democrats did with what the hand they were dealt, they did a pretty good fucking job because it could have been a it could have been a catastrophe last night for Democrats, and it simply wasn't. Um. So let me share with you, Jelani. Uh, oh well, wait. Before I share with you my night, because I want you know we we were supposed to hang out. We had a little. I had a little watch party this at the house. This is true. This is true. Right. Um, I had some things I had to take care of, and also some traffic that I ran into. But yes, there was a there was a traffic, watch party. Traffic in L.A. Traffic in L.A. Nobody traffics in L.A. I don't know. That's not a song. So uh, I want to talk about the governor's races real quick. That's another thing that I think that is important for Democrats to realize. We flipped seven governor seats. Okay, we flipped seven governor seats. And that's important because uh, redistricting will be happening soon. And we'll talk about that later on how lines or congressional lines are drawn um, when we talk about house disadva- uh, disadvantages. But we won states like the governor's houses, Jelani. We won states like Kansas. I mean, fucking Kansas, Jelani. But what's also telling is we also won states like Michigan, Wisconsin. Like, these are the Rust Belt states. These are the states that uh, Hillary Clinton could not win and, brought, uh, and, and Trump. Just two years later, statewide race, Republicans lost. Yeah. Like, it's very telling. We won states like Nevada, New Mexico. In states like Nevada, we won both the governorship, the Senate, and the congressional race. I'm sorry, you said Nevada? In Nevada. Folks, you may not live in Nevada. Maybe you do. But Nevada <laughs> typically is pretty, pretty red. It's all desert. And then blue in the, like, the small pockets, and then red everywhere else. You know what also happened in Nevada? Real quick aside, I know you have a, a, a whole agenda we have uh-huh. written out here. But Nevada, they elected the guy from the cat house. As, I don't know if he was senator or whatever, but the guy from the cat house, people may not know, that dude's dead. He died last month. Mr. Hoffer. Yes. So, it's important to realize these governor's houses mean control over the the tone, theme, agenda of that state. So, when it comes time for presidential elections, you really control, you have a lot of control over um, the direction of that state and the policies of which you enact in that state. So... That's really important for Democrats to know that we and in in Colorado they uh, uh they voted in the first uh, openly gay uh, governor mm-hmm. like go ahead Colorado weed gay governor shit you become like San Francisco all right so let me share with you uh what you were not able to experience last night okay I want to okay. know what I didn't experience so <laughs> um you know Jelani we you know we used to live together right we lived under the same roof um. We, you saw me many a nights uh, during election time 
sit in front of my computer and my TV and watch election results come in. Folks, it was pretty nerdy. Right. But uh, but to make him less of a nerd, I joined him. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, look at what happened. By proxy, he became cooler. Yeah. Um, I'll take that. <laughs> so, uh, it was this was the first time last night that people actually did a watch party during the midterms. Like, that has never happened before. Because the midterms typically are the that's that that's the that's the the minor league that's not the big game not the big show no no but it is i mean the congressional members that are running it's just it's not it's not the big show it's not the big show yeah no no yeah. the big show is something totally different and 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 th- this has been the case for years i don't know why you're bleeding um, i know my elbow is bleeding and i don't feel no pain that's yeah. weird he feels no pain folks okay um but it's become the big show now. because of trump yeah because this is the Trump effect. Yeah. So now every election is the big election. Yeah. This is good. This is good for us. This is good. Trump is, this is the effect of, Trump is like Jesus Christ. Wow. I don't <laughs> want you to ever say that again. He's like paying, he's like paying, sacrificing himself for our sins. What the so, hell? So we become better civic Who? participants. Wait a minute. He activates everybody. What? He gets everybody mad. He gets the rednecks mad. He gets the uber liberals mad. He gets everybody out. That's the only thing you said that was true. Everything he gets else you said, everybody Everything out. else you said, I had total problems with. <laughs> All right. So um, I was sitting at home, and I'm like, oh, my God. Folks actually want to come to my house to watch the midterms. I bet you, July, the average person, when you ask them why the fuck they call it the midterms, they probably wouldn't know. It's the middle of someone's term. Yeah, but they'd be like, what does that mean? Uh, the, the term of what? Whose term? Term Term paper? I don't understand. What? Term of a contract? I don't know. I don't get it. I think the average person does not know that. Um, and so what? So the reason why I even mentioned that is because to, to, to give you an example why it's such a big night. So I was watching 538, right, the website. And 538 actually has a uh, real-time forecast. So they actually take real results, right, or projected results that come in. They put it through their little algorithm, and they spit out a projection, a percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, what is the likelihood of this happening, right? What is the likelihood of Dems taking over the House? What is the likelihood of Republicans keeping the Senate? And it gives you percentages throughout the night. It's a needle. It kind of fluctuates, right? So you're watching it like, oh, my God, oh, my God. As each race comes in, you're like getting Nate Silver is predicting the level of percentages, right? So I'm watching this thing. And at like 5 o'clock at 530, I'm watching it. It starts at 88%, 89%. At the beginning of the night, Remember or the beginning of the afternoon, and then by the time it gets to like six o'clock or five thirty, when no one's called any congressional seat yet, but it's kind of the early numbers are coming in. At one point, it, w- it went from like eighty nine to like eighty eight, and then like eighty two, and then it dropped to like sixty nine percent. At one time, it went to like fifty two percent within like an hour. And folks were losing their fucking mind. I had a friend who was texting me. I was like, "We're losing everything," and I was like, "I was like, I don't think that's really what's going on." But they were, they were off losing their shit. Twitter was off because you know what I've realized from you now. If I really want to get like the source on something, like if I'm hearing something that's happening, or if I'm in like my fantasy league, for instance, if I feel something's happening, or I'm like, "Hey, like my scores aren't changing," I'll immediately go to Twitter, and Twitter will immediately have something posting about it. And that's what I did. I went there and. They were going in on eight silver because at one point at like six oh five or something when I completely lost my shit, mm-hmm. Nate Silver had it at thirteen point seven percent chance of us taking over the house, 
and Twitter lots of fucking mimes. Gifts and memes were like all over the place. Nate Silver had to actually go on Twitter and say, I'm trying to do six things at one time. We realize that the model is too aggressive. We will actually be, um, we will actually be pulling back on um, our algorithm and adjusting it. So they made a mid-game adjustment to reflect kind of a little bit more conservative estimate as a part as opposed to being so aggressive. Mm. So Twitter then lost his fucking mind immediately, and and they recalibrated live because, because, because what happens with Twitter, and like I've been trying to tell you, and I'm glad you actually get more involved with it, is that it's just like a quick. This is my gut reaction, and I'm throwing it out to the world. You get it immediately, especially if they attach a hashtag to it. You're it's very s- carnal. Yes. Here's my thought. I'm throwing it in, and I want my thought to be attached to this particular conversation. Yeah. Game on. Game the fuck on. And so, uh, you know, I I was freaking out after that. But once they adjusted it, it was smooth sailing. And as the night went on, because basically once Virginia numbers came in, it was like, okay, this is, we see the trend pattern. We yes. know where this is going. Uh, so throughout the night, a few questions kind of like came up in like post, right? So we know what happened, right? Democrats won the House. The Senate was kept by the Republicans. Uh, that's kind of the headlines. Now, some questions that came up throughout the night was like, Patrick, like, was this a wave? Right? Was this a fucking wave that people were talking about? So, it's not a wave in respect to uh, how many seats we won. Because remember, Republicans won 60 seats mm. uh, back when Barack Obama had his first term, right? That was a shellacking, as Barack Obama said. He called it that. Uh, we're probably going to be at 30, maybe mid-30s, right? Which is not considered a shellacking, uh, but it is a it is a move, right? That's that's what the people would say. Like, it was a good night. It was even a great night, right? Because mm-hmm. of all the state houses. I mean, the uh, governorships we won. I even kind of about state houses, yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, we get really geeky and talk about state, state legislatures. Uh, but the reason why this is important, and I believe it's a fucking wave, is because of where Democrats won. We won in play. My definition of a wave, and we talked about that in the last part of what the definition of a wave is, is winning in territories where you have no business winning in. Because Democrats have a, I'll talk about this in a couple of seconds, uh, a structural deficit in how the House is gerrymandered. Yeah. Right? And we'll talk, and, uh, and I'll give you some examples of why it was such a good win. And we have now, hopefully, opportunity to kind of change that structure, but we'll keep going. That's right. So, uh, so we won in places like South Carolina. Congressional seats in South Carolina. We won in places like Texas. Uh, really, in Kansas, okay, was a congressional member of Congress first time. And guess what, Jelani? She was a, she was a gay Native American MMA fighter. Yep, yep. First time running in Congress. And and you know what, You know how many seats Congress has in Kansas? Guess how many seats they have in Congress? Three. They have one. <laughs> they have more senators than they have congressmen. So she, so, she, so she has all the Congress. She has all the Congress in, in, in Kansas. She's the lone representative. Okay. Uh, so, uh, oh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. Democratic flip. Yeah. I mean, to me, and in California, we can go down the line. Dana Rohrbacher lost in California. Uh, 30, 40 year Republican loss. Uh, Pete Sessions in Texas. 
uh, John, oh, another sessions loser. Uh, Joe Joe Scarborough said that if Jeff Se- if Jeff if Pete Sessions loses, it is like it it, it it is an end to suburban Republicans, and that's what the numbers are telling is that Republicans abandon the uh, suburbs, the suburb moms, all the districts that out that kind of like neighbor and attach themselves to. Uh, me- uh, metropolitan cities and urban se- uh, 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 urban centers, those ancillary counties, of Trump has abandoned them. They have gone to the side of the Democrats. The thing is, I mean, and they worked so hard during the Reagan administration to pull them into their wing. Of course, no. they've now lost them. The thing is, I wonder. I mean, this is probably when we become way older like your daughter could be an actual voter by the time this happens but i'm wondering if it's a situation where an opportunity for an actual legitimate third party comes through because it feels like to me like there are there's schisms in the way the parties are where it's like okay i like i don't want to just have a corporation just fuck me over and whatever but i also want this to be held up like there seems to be opportunity for that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and you bring up a good point because that was brought up on one of the talk shows this morning, one of the political talk shows. And I didn't even listen to that podcast. Yeah, talk show. I do a, um, uh, do a presidential historian. And he was saying that what ends up happening is that what he imagines is happening is what we're going through, what we're seeing right now is a transformation, not of a third party, but a a change of the current party. And what that means is like throughout time, through our, our political discourse in America, there's always been a two-party system, right? But the names have changed throughout time, right? Uh, they had the Tories, right, at one point. And then, like, Republicans were Democrats at one point. And then Democrats were really Republicans at one point. That, like, the name got interchanged, right, as time went on. And this is what we're going through. He imagines it not being a third party because the way our structure is set up, it's not like a European nation where it's a coalition of different parties in terms of like a parliamentary system right mm-hmm. um it's gonna be a kind of a change and evolution of the current existing parties but that's what kind of parties do they change and evolve in time and philosophy yes yeah, um, and, and, and this is what is happening it's not okay. necessarily a third party separately that's emerging okay it's more the existing party kind of evolving into something weird it's not like a third party is going to come in and take over um it's going to be kind of its own really weird amalgamation. But it's not like a third... A third party will not be able to come and survive just like... Because if you akin it to European nations who try to have third, four, five, six, a dozen different parties, it's not like that. America is not... It's not simply founded in that. And it's too difficult the way our nation is. But even itself, like... Even the way it's categorized, even Democrats are not considered Democrats because you have different... You know, amongst the spectrum of Democrats, you have different ranges, right? Um... In parliamentary nations, what they end up doing is that uh, they're still part of a certain like overall like liberal party, but within the liberal, uh, liberal party, they're they're staunch to their own like subsects. And that makes to me it makes a lot of sense because like back in the day, there was the Tea Partiers and there's the Standard Republicans. Like that kind of stuff makes sense because you can have an ideology that has similarities, but there are so many fundamental differences, but I see what you're talking about. Well, well see, see, you, as far as surviving, it gets real, well, real, real difficult. Right. Um, because, but the differences in other countries, they're, you know, even though, like you were saying, the moderate, the conservative Republicans, whatever, right? They, uh, they don't describe that on the ballot. In other countries, 
they're named that specific weird thing. That's right? what like I'm... it would be like it would be at the Tea Party, yeah. but you really caucus with the Republicans. Yeah, that's kind of how it is with other countries. Yes. So uh, it really comes down to conservative or liberal. I mean, that's really the philosophy of any country, right? Is I like, know. And it's like, and are you going to be more yeah. progressive or conservative? I don't care if you're fucking China, of course. Germany. Yeah. And I'm just saying like the, the, the inherent issue with that particular segmentation is the fact that those silos aren't completely representative of what people actually feel. Because I'm almost certain that any of your Republican friends or any of my Republican friends, there could be something you could have a discourse and say, here's the thing. And they, oh yeah, you know what? I agree with that aspect of what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with you. That's what you're saying too. That's right. Common ground. Yeah, but the way it's laid out in the streets, especially in Twitter or any other social media, it's like, nope, I believe this. It's like, you want the country to die. No, you want the country to die. And I don't think either party wants the country to die. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't think that's true for either party. I don't think so. It's like, no, no, I'm good. I want people to survive. Yeah. Can, can, can I have it be a win-win situation? Yeah. Can that happen? Because, uh... That's that's what I want to talk about too regarding um which kind of leads me into my next thing is how do Democrats or why couldn't Democrats win more, right? Um in terms of the seats, in terms of the house, right? Cuz it seemed like we were primed to win more and it seemed like even the nation, I mean, we 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 ended up in terms of polling and end up with the final number is going to be somewhere around like 10 10% in terms of uh if did America want the house to be controlled by democrats or republicans is going to come out to be about about 10 point spread somewhere on those lines well because the house was structurally and inherently um uh gerrymandered the de- the democrats had an uphill battle even going into the election uh did you ever did, I'm, I'm i'm sure you read the justice report Ju- uh, justice brennan center for social justice it's like this think tank where they like produce research and data. I'm sure you're up to date on that, right? I'm sure you like you subscribe to them, right? You said there's a guy named Justice who has a Justice Report. <laughs> Unironically, that's his name, and that's also the name of his website. So the Justice, uh, so Justice Brennan was a, f- a Supreme Court justice. He founded this center that is this kind of like think tank, and they're like this research group, and they did a study on gerrymandering. Okay, and they need this like entire. You, I mean, you have to buy it. There's like a. You know, I try to go to the website to pull up the report, but I'd have to pay for it, and I'm not gonna pay like money for the report. That does not seem like justice to me, justice. <laughs> but I was able to get a uh, a, a a screenshot of the graph that was really important, or a chart that I want to share with you. Okay. Okay. So, uh, if Democrats win the national popular vote by a certain margin, it's supposed to equate to a certain amount of. Uh, seats gained right uh so if you have a two percent lead in the national polls then that means that equates to like four seats that you should net gain right there's, there's a direct correlation between the national polling and how many actually seats you gain right so justice brennan's uh excuse me the center produced a report that said because they are so gerrymandered these congressional districts that you have to filter that through because it actually alters that formula, that standard formula. And I'll give you an example. So if Democrats, for instance, were to have a 2% lead in any normal given standard district, if it was not, not even gerrymandered, but just created like traditionally, they would gain 19 seats. Okay? 
Okay. Um, if it, it was, uh, but because of the gerrymandered of the current system, that 19 seats dwindles to five seats that they would gain, that Democrats would gain. All right, so the 19 is with nothing, no shenanigans No at all. shenanigans. And then the five is what? After shenanigans. That's right. Okay. So let's take a look. 19, wait, wait, to clarify people who are listening. Yes. 19 dwindles down to five because of the way the scoreboard or the way the, 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 the chessboard has been set up. That's right. That's exactly correct. So let's look at a 6% spread, right? And a 6% spread, uh, it would it should be 27 seats that Democrats could pick up. Remember, Democrats on the verge of, they just picked up 28, 29 confirmed, uh, so, but they could potentially get to 35, right? So with a, with a 6% lead, 27, after the shenanigans, 13. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so let's, let's go a little further down. Okay, if the Democrats had a eleven point lead, okay, it would equate to thirty six net seats. But because of all the shenanigans, it dwindles down to twenty eight, twenty seven seats. So the point is, when you start growing in larger numbers, even the margin of differences gets smaller. <laughs> the problem, the problem with this is just simply put. These seats are gerrymandered. And the reason why I bring this up because I want to impress on you the fact that how bad Republicans are and how good Democrats had to work to even get to where they're at. Right now, Democrats will probably be at like a nine, a nine percent spread when everything is done. Right? Um, with a nine percent spread, they should get about this is without shenanigans, about thirty. Right? With 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 shenanigans, they should get only fifteen. So let me just make sure I understand what you're saying. It sounds as if the country as a whole is more left-leaning. However, people in power on the right have finagled... They the, jimmy-rigged the system. Exactly. So that they still survive in a lot of different instances where they typically would not survive. Right. It's like, uh, imagine playing a pinball game, right? And you had the two flippers. Mm -hmm. And they just put one flipper down. You can't use that second flipper, but, but you're yeah, still but winning. You still get, yeah, you still but you're have, fucking you, winning. You still have a high score, yeah. That's 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 what has happened, and so I don't want people to, you know, when people talk about oh they oh they should have got a fifty you know seat lead or they should have got this you know they should have took all the Senate seats like that's not how the, what the political reality is. You need to know the context in which you're the sandbox in which you're playing in. That makes sense. This is all relative, okay? That's just what I, what I want folks to take away from this. And to answer another question, yes, that was Mitt Romney who won. People were like, Mitt Romney? He's fucking, what, what did he win? He won the United States Senate seat in Utah, okay? And he's Mormon. Utah is Mormon. He's the son of Mormons. He's going to win. But you know what? I, I'm fucking calling it now. Mitt Romney is going to be the John McCain um, replacement. He is gonna fuck Trump every which way. Well, yeah, no, he does not like that boy. Yeah, fuck that, fuck that. But um, just real quick about the you know the House situation of regarding the gerrymandering and how everything's like kind of Jimmy rigged. Barack Obama is actually working on uh, with Eric Holder that he is his post presidency priority is to change House seats so that they become Democratic because um, the state le uh, legislatures in most states control how these fucking congressional seats are are, are drawn up.
they literally get a pen and they could fucking draw exactly when. So they look at the demographic of an area and just draw it in their favor. But if Democrats control the houses and they control the governorships, they can fucking control the drawing map. That is a game changer. That is what happened. That, uh, that, that is why Barack Obama lost in, in the midterms is because those seats were fucking gerrymandered. Uh, there are studies, Jelani. There are actual universal studies and reports to show how grossly gerrymandered these districts were to, to, um, to uh, make it more advantageous for Republicans to win. Case in fucking point. Uh. So, uh, so there's some things to be sad about. Okay. It's a great me, night. It's a beautiful let night. Let me know the terrible things that have happened. We're going to call this a rock star caucus. Beto. Andrew Gillum. Stacey Abrams. Now, I will... They're going to all probably lose, Jelani. Okay, they're all... going okay, Now, Beto, if I'm not mistaken, is like definitely like... like He's done. Signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. He's the conceded. Other, yeah, exactly. The other... Now, now, also, Andrew Gillum has also conceded. That's right. That's right. But... The other ones are because there's a lot of shenanigans in those particular areas. You're talking about Georgia. Georgia. Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Georgia and also in Florida. There's a lot of like, "Mm, what's going on really here? Now, Texas, I guess, was like right straight down the middle. I don't know. Pretty close straight down the middle. Yeah. I mean, look. Okay. We'll talk. Okay. We'll we'll segregate Abrams and Gillum. Okay. Because those those are a little bit different different beasts. Okay. Because Beto, it's Texas, people. It's fucking Texas, okay. Uh, Beto won, or it's oh, Beto won. Look at Fordian slip. Mm-hmm. Beto lost uh, with less than three to four percentage points. Okay, that doesn't happen in Texas. There's Texas does not elect Democratic fucking representatives. That this doesn't is, happen. Exactly. So my point in general is the fact that they're so close. There's something changing. There's something yes. changing. It's yes. too close. Yes, and and you know we talked about earlier about that analogy about remember how I said about it's just like sports, right? How LeBron James, right? If Beto is our LeBron James, right? I'm just throwing it out there. He's not LeBron James, whatever, right? But Beto's pretty cool though. If he is our LeBron James, I will guarantee you that he helped us win two congressional seats in Texas, which we flipped two seats in fucking Texas. The Pete Sessions that I mentioned mm-hmm. and one other one that I don't know the name of. But I would guarantee you without Beto being on the ticket, those two, that that would not have risen the other congressional votes. It's disappointing. Um, he's still a congressman. I don't know what his political future holds. I don't know if he's going to run for president. Everyone's saying he's going to. He can. So that's what he is. Like I'm trying to figure out what Beto was. I didn't know what he's his He's a congressman. Was. He's a congressman. Okay. Yeah, he's a current congressman in El Paso. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he has a job. He's in politics, you know. Okay. I would imagine he'd probably he's gonna start rising within the you know because obviously because he has a hot start. Like like this is the guy who people's name. It's easy to say. Yeah. Like no one when you are no one calls no one says Ted. All right. Yeah. All right. And so, you know what? Here's the thing with Ted Cruz is when you think Ted Cruz, right? Because I'm from LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see him. I'm like, you don't look like a Cruz. Exactly. Whose name did you fucking steal? Well, his name was Rafael Cruz, but he's also from Canada, <laughs> so it is what it is. Um. So I just, you know, I, I, I just have to say that what is happening with Stacey Abram and with Gillum, I was shocked. I was shocked. Um, I want to get to Florida in just a moment. Okay. But Let's start with Georgia then. Georgia and Florida are connected. 
um, and they share a lot of the same kind of electorate, particularly as 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 north as the more north you go in Florida and the more south you go in Georgia, you've kind of like basically the same. I mean, mm-hmm. really regionally, because we drew a line that said Florida and Georgia, that don't mean that people like that's okay. Oh my God, you know, you're from Florida, I'm Georgia. No, it's kind of the same fucking person, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, those are man-made lines. So, uh, I think the fact that we got so close, I think it's simply indicative of um, a new electorate that's been activated. Okay? Um, I don't think that's going to change. I think that's just going to build momentum. Um, which, I want to talk about Florida for just a brief a brief moment. Because they don't deserve a lot of our time. Fuck Florida. Uh, last night, I was so mad about Florida that you know one of our friends that I was hanging out with said, Pat, why are you so mad about Florida? I'm like, because they fucked us three times already. And he's like, what do you mean? Three times? And I was like, and I was able to automatically just rattle them off. Number one, number one, remember uh, Hanging Chads? Yeah. Remember that gave us, that ushered in George W. Bush? Okay, and it ended up being fucking uh, Gore who won? So that's number one. So fuck you, Florida, for number one. Number two is, bitch, you went for Trump in 2016. You voted Trump in 2016. And then this year, you basically affirmed Trump again. You declared that Florida is Trump land. Yeah. Because you did not vote for Gellum and because you're probably not going to vote for Bill Nelson. And you're going to elect... And DeSantis is awful. He's an awful governor. But you know what, Florida? That's what you fucking deserve then, Florida. That's what you fucking deserve. I'm moving on. That's why... That's the... Fuck, fuck Florida. It's funny, my um, older brother was talking about the fact that um, his dad, he, we have different um, fathers, uh, his dad was born in Florida, and then our mom was born in Texas. He's like, these are the two silliest states. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my mom and my dad are from. Like, silly like, silly like, okay. Silly states. So, let's talk about what, what House Dems are going to do now, Right. Okay, what are they going to do? We're going to wreak the whirlwind. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> that makes sense. We got some power. All right. So, uh, first and foremost, they're going to do the constitutional duty to be the check and balance of our government. Checks and balances. People are saying like, oh my God, you know, like the Democrats are going to go for blood now. They're going to be, they're going to just be, uh, uh, they're going to just going to not, you know, they're just going to hold everything up and they're going to be obstructionists, right? And I was like, no, bitch, you need to understand that the presidency has not been checked or balanced at all. He just does whatever he wants the to The Republican do. Party have foregone their constitutional duties, okay? It is time to restore order, okay? There needs to be a check and a fucking balance. You got a crazy man in there. So, uh, that's number one. Uh, oh, and you know what? Let me add to this. There's a, this was written by a constitutional law professor when it talked about the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. okay, regarding checks and balances, okay? This is, and I quote, this is not me, this is a fucking much, much smarter person, okay, who I said I can't this. even imagine that being possible. It said, and I quote, the first or lower chamber could then be viewed as an embodiment of the popular will of the day, an assemblage of representatives who come close to being reflexes of the people at large. Across the range of Republican opinion, it was agreed that such a body was the necessary foundation of popular government resting on consent. Okay? The House of Representatives were meant to be the voice of the people, of the lower house. That this is what, as a mass, almost like, kind of like a mob, right? This is where we have our say. 
it sounds like when you have a name like House of Representatives, <laughs> that this is the house of people who represent us. Next thing. We need Nancy Pelosi. I don't even want to hear all these motherfucking people coming out and saying, oh, well, we need to vote in a more progressive person and we need to... No! No, no, no. Okay? I get it, my progressive brothers and sisters. I understand you want someone like Abeto, okay, to be the leader of the party, to be this symbolic movement, okay? It would be cool. We fucking won. Okay? We won. Yes. Now we have to fight. Yes. I don't want no motherfucker trying to barely learn how to fucking fire a gun. Nancy Pelosi knows how to fucking fight. Oh, you want a gunslinger? Oh, I want a, a motherfucking uh, ninja. A chiseled, like throwing ninja stars. Okay, I got okay. you. Who but, knew, knew look, there's time for inspiration, and there's time and for. And that could be her lieutenants. Yes, yes. Rhetoric is great. Uh-huh. Nancy Pelosi is a knife fighter, okay? She knows how to count her fucking votes, she knows how to twist fucking arms. Okay, she knows how to be a fucking negotiator. That's what you fucking need right now. I don't want to hear this shit. You you need to know and outmaneuver guys like Mitch McConnell. You have to outmaneuver, which is not too hard, President Trump. Yeah, but Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell is a shrewd, shrewd dude. Like, don't fuck with that. You need a whip fucking counter, okay? And yes. that's Pelosi, the best fucking speakers knew how to wield with the iron fist wrapped in a velvet glove. No, no, and I'll tell you why you're right. A lot of people are like, like Nancy Pelosi in a lot of circles is unpopular. But the thing about it is people keep making her this bad guy, especially on the right. Why? Because she's effective. They would not put, they were talking about Nancy Pelosi when she was minority leader. Why, why is that a big thing? Why are you bring? Why are my letters from Donnie? Am I seeing all this mention of Nancy Pelosi? That's right. It must be something to do with the fact that she makes shit happen. You wouldn't bring her up unless she was some kind of threat. Of a threat. To you. Yes. Right. Right. That you're. Oh my God. We have to. We have to really. You know. And the Nancy Pelosi of the world. Really, bro. What's so that, what's that you mean? know what? Just fuck. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Okay. If if once we get everything we want, or, or, or we have a little bit more room, we have a president in the office. Okay. We have a Democratic president. Then okay, Nancy Pelosi, there might be time for you to you know step down and let's get a more progressive person. Whatever. Now is not the time to sit. Goddamn. Um, I was gonna use a sports metaphor, which you would not. You know. No, I know. would not. Um, unless it was like win lose. I would understand that. <laughs> uh, you don't sit down Rambo, okay? You don't. It's not the time to put put fucking Mr. Rogers in this motherfucker. No. You unleash Rambo. Put me in, coach. That's I'm what ready happened. to play. So, stop with all the bullshit about not having Nancy Pelosi. That's fucking. And that's what someone said about Diane Feinstein. Oh, you want this Kevin DeLeon, man? No. No. Keep, keep it, keep it, Diane. You want Diane Feinstein. At least not now. You have to look at the environment in which we're in. You want someone who knows their fucking shit. Knows their fucking shit right now. This not. This is wartime. What? Are we, you have a divided America, and you're going to sit here and get someone who knows fucking all their branches? No. I need, I need my generals who knows the game already. Now, now, here's the thing. Granted, these are older women. They can be training people to yeah. take their place yeah. as it goes on. That's fine. But still, I need my I need my star players out there. You put your starters in, okay? 
You are not putting your rookies in, okay? Oh, yeah, maybe he, oh, he was so good in college. He was he great so in college. Good. He was great in college. So he can learn yeah. under LeBron. <laughs> yeah, Let, let LeBron exactly. show him how to hit, 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 hit that shot. Nancy yeah. Pelosi will get shit done. Yeah. Remember what we said last week? She came out and said, we're going to win this bitch. And I was like, oh, my God. She did say we it. We won, Jelani. We won. It. She did say it, and she stop. was right. Nancy Pelosi is a bad bitch. She ain't playing. Okay, so speaking of bad bitches, uh, we have the subpoena power now. The power to say, you're going to come in here legally yes. and talk to me. Yes, talk, produce documents, records. We under, under the threat of federal law. Now, if you don't, violation of federal law if now, you don't. Now, wait a second now. Listen, listen here. Now, now who, <laughs> who, who would we ever want to subpoena? That doesn't make any sense. They want to subpoena just for fun? You can't just subpoena. What does that mean? Who would you who would you want to bring into Who, whoever? Oh, so whoever? So, okay, so okay, so let me share with you. A, a, folks don't really a, a little known thing. Folks don't know. Um, so the power of subpoena it used to just be for really important committees, right? You know the Congress has multiple committees. Yeah, several committees. Right? The Committee on Indian Relations. Yeah. The Indian on Arts and Crafts. I mean, I mean, it's the Committee on Arts and Crafts. And Indians, right? whatever. And Indians, whatever, right? We have a subcommittee on blah blah blah. Uh-huh. So before, subpoena power is a very powerful thing, right? To compel somebody by threat of law, right? That if you don't do what I Come say... the fuck here. Right. Then you go you go to jail. Get fined. Do you want to go to jail? I don't want to go to jail. You go to jail or want to go home? Or go- <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, only two committees used to hold that po- power. Like it was like the committee on investigative... Like the, basically the committee that investigated like ethics and all that stuff. And a couple other committees, right? Um, not ethics, but... Uh, like, uh, a specific committee on uh, that has to do with basically investig- investigatory uh, committees, right? It's their job to go and look at uh, stuff that's really suspect. Now, under the Republicans, because they wanted to be so obstructive, uh, obstructionist to Obama, they put it that all chairmen of every committee have the uh, subpoena power. So you could be a chairman and have the ability to subpoena documents. When, 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 before they could do that. Now, imagine what Democrats are going to do with that. Exactly. So, another thing you could look forward to. You could look forward to uh, the budget. So, people don't know. You know who creates the federal budget? You know where it starts? The House. People actually think it starts with the presidency. The president dictates it. Because he puts, like, basically a budget framework in Uh January. But the House is the one that controls the budget. They control the purse strings. So what? What do you want to spend money on? A wall? A wall? Build the wall, though, bro. You ain't getting no wall, motherfucker. You ain't getting a wall. Well, you should have yeah, built. Yeah, go build it yourself. You yeah, have go build it yourself. Hey, low key though, they had two years to build it. Why didn't they do it back then? <laughs> I don't think they ever. I know. It. It's like Jelani, everything, everything. You know, Trump wants to give more money away. Why do you give more taxes away? Give give more fucking money away for the wealthy. Oh no! <laughs> well, these wealthy people do need that money, though. What yeah. I mean, they need that money. No, no, no. Oh, you're gonna def- defund Obamacare? Mm. I heard that's not gonna happen. DJT <laughs> told me that the Democrats were gonna take away the pre-existing like, condition stuff. Like it's so much. Oh, you want to take money away from Department of um, Education? No, 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 no. We're gonna give them money. Like oh. it's just, it's just everything. They control the purse strings, okay? So they got dollars. It's like, not, I mean, not, I mean, not to be old about stuff, you know, but, like, you want money, you better go check with the mama. 
That's not being old about stuff. Everyone, everyone knows that you check with mothers. <laughs> you check, you check with mothers and wives if you yeah. go spend some, right? They, 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 like there's a dichotomy that happens in older generations. Like anyone's parents, if you have a parent situation and your your mother and your father are together, this is the scenario that you were probably used to. The mama knows. Yeah. The mama knows. The husband is. Like, I don't know what. I don't know. I don't, know. Yeah, I don't really see my checks. <laughs> what I do, I bring the check home. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> So that's what I'm saying. It's like Nancy Pelosi, you wanna you wanna do a what? And here's the thing with Democrats is as constituents, you know what? We get it. We get it, because we've been out of power. So we're not like we know you're in there, Pelosi, to play defense. Defense. If if if, boom, boom, boom. if Big D. Boom, boom, boom. The great thing about not being in power, just like the Republicans learn, is you could just be obstructionist and play defense and your party will still love you. Why? Because we're stopping the agenda. That's the thing. That's the thing about defense. You don't have to score. Just stop them from scoring. Just just swat away balls, right? Man, he got that rebound. He didn't score anything. No, no, that no. rebound, he got it. Yeah, he got like 37 block shots. Like Lots. That's, that's 49 a, steals. It's no such, shots. It's such, a, it's such a great position. And people go, oh, well, they can use Pelosi as a boogeyman. It's like... Bitch, they've always been using Pelosi as a boogeyman. It doesn't matter. As like, I just are, mentioned, are you fucking right? Twenty minutes ago, they were saying matter. that about when when they had no power, Pelosi was out to get them. It doesn't matter. It's it's almost like you remember like when you were a kid and like you you, know, you you snuck out and your parents caught you like you come home now and you're like already out. You're like oh fuck, I can't get in more trouble. Like and you stay out later, whatever. <laughs> you come home and you reap the whirlwind when you get home. Like you're already fucked, right? And that's the same thing like how we feel. It's like we are. You're like. Like look like it's it, it doesn't matter to us. Alright, so uh financial records. Trump's taxes. Nah, I heard about this. That's what's next on our list. We could subpoena Jelani mm-hmm. and gather his all of his business dealings. Why weren't we able to do that before? In New York, like all of his stuff. You know what? Um we we we, we, we can go as far down the rabbit hole as we want. Oh. Unless Trump specifically tries to uh, have basically a constitutional fight with us mm-hmm. about us being able to provide it. Uh-huh. Um, it is going to be a dog fight because he's not going to want to give up his taxes or his financial records. Show me the money, homie. I think that you're dirty, bro. So let's talk about the Mueller investigation, right? Democrats can now try to insulate Mueller. So here's a crazy thing people don't realize. Mueller investigation, his end goal is to produce a report. That is what his charge is by the United States Senate. It's to produce a report, uh, and that report gets submitted to the Department of Justice, and it's under only the purview and the direction of the Attorney General or the uh, to forward that to Congress or to anybody else. If not, it sits at the Department of Justice to never see the light of day. That's being that'd be terrible. That's probably why that's what happened with the our current Attorney General. Didn't isn't he done? Uh yeah, and we'll we can't talk about that now. Oh, okay, back it up. Well, we're gonna we're gonna kind of like tip our hat to it at the back end of the show. Back it up. But the fact is, had Nancy Pelosi and Democrats not taken over in the House, once Mueller's done, it could just be sat on and not viewed. But because Democrats are in power, they have the ability to say, "Show us the fucking report," and they can release the report. <laughs> it's just it's just like all these things. Imagine if we, imagine, imagine if we didn't win the fucking house. Okay, so I'm getting so excited. Okay, and the last thing I want to talk about is 
we can be the legislative anchor now. Okay. Um, we help steer legislation the way we want it. We have a seat at the fucking table now. So that is supremely important because before the House, we would just sit there and take it. Now we have the ability to uh, redefine what gets brought up in the House. So the Senate got a fucking bill that you want? You know what? Kiss my ass. It's never going to be. It's, it's, it's never going to committee, motherfucker. It's never going to fucking committee. Okay? Oh, and then they will. Oh, well, Democrats aren't going to get anything passed. Who gonna fuck? You think Republicans got shit fucking passed under Barack Obama? They get fuck? Also, first of all, yes, you're right. Republicans didn't get anything passed. All they're doing was blocking shit. But also, here's the thing that was really crazy, really kind of funny. Republicans barely got shit done when they controlled everything. That's right. They had two years of everything. And barely anything actually happened. I mean, you go back and you look at what we did in the first two years, that first 18 months. You're talking about healthcare. You're talking about uh, uh, bailing out the car companies, bailing out the financial industries to prop up the government. You're talking about financial reform. Remember uh, uh, the Consumer Financial Act? You're talking about uh, uh, changes to the educational system. We're talking about these immense democratic fucking priorities all these things from the worst president in the world apparently from what i heard from some of my friends and trump nothing nothing if he would have just acquiesced and if he would have just been more flexible he pretty he probably could have got a couple of more w's like people talking about the fucking uh uh the tax cut it's like that only benefited the rich and quite frankly that didn't even give you a talking point during the elections okay um, you're talking about the Supreme Court justice. No, no one was talking about Supreme Court justices during the election. I mean, no, it's just, it, it, it simply wasn't. Uh, those are not things you can legitimately hang your hat on. So let's talk about what comes in 2020. I know we just had the election. I know we just had the election. But I want to talk about some things to expect. In the next two months, you're going to expect and you're going to start to see Democratic uh, candidates start 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 looming in Iowa. You're gonna start seeing the state fair start looming. So you're gonna start within basically after 2019. You're gonna start seeing the next candidates who are gonna run against Trump. That's gonna be exciting. Uh-huh. Um, I want to talk about how Democrats have clearly won the urban communities. We've clearly won the suburban communities now. But what about Blexit? I don't Black know. people need to lead the Democratic Party. That's what <laughs> Candace, Candace Owens told me. That's what he the said. Truth is, my eyes are wide open. <laughs> you now. are woke as fuck. Yes. So, um, but the question is, how are we going to win in country areas, or do we just define ourselves now as urban and suburban and leave the country hicks to themselves? Is that is that what our party is now? Is that is is that how we move forward? Um, I don't know. Uh, and I'll get into talking about kind of what the face of the party looks like and Congress looks like. Uh, but I want to talk about real quickly the 2020 map, okay? How we said that we had a structural disadvantage or we had a geographical and cyclical disadvantage with the Senate in this election. The reverse is true in 2020. The map is so... The Senate map is so, so, so good for don't you, Democrats. Don't you ever actually act like Don, Donald Trump ever again. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's look at what Democrats have to uh, defend and what Republicans have to defend in 2020. Okay. So just to recap, mm-hmm. uh, Democrats had to defend it. I don't think you've seen this graph. I'm going to show you this graph. Yeah, okay? I'm looking at it, folks. And this 2018 election, 
look at all the seats that are up for grab. 35 seats are up for grabs, okay? And only a handful are actually even a toss-up or if not a solid Republican, right? Okay. In 2020, check out the numbers that the Republicans have to deal with now. They thought they didn't have to do any defense and they still had to put money in to defend the seats they had. In 2020, there were 33 total seats at Alpha Grabs, right? Which is about the same as now. 21 seats Republicans need to defend. <laughs> 21 seats they need to defend, Jelani, of those 33. Democrats only need to defend 12. So the referendum is really coming. The whirlwind is a coming, sir. The whirlwind is a coming. Um, it could be an absolute fucking bloodbath for Republicans. If we're still winning in states like West Virginia and in Montana and can still hold those seats. Especially if they like what oh, they're seeing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Imagine. Imagine. Okay. So one one of the final things I want to talk about is um, the future in the face of Congress. Okay. What it looks like going forward. Okay. I don't know if you know this, Shalani, but we elected over more than 100 women in Congress. No, no, no. That's that, that is a record. Exactly. Historical and, record. And on top of that, it wasn't just a standard, just women in general, but like the variance of different types of like women. Like also. Republicans did, right? Republicans voted in like these diverse women. and What they did? <laughs> Are you doing my stick right now? I'm doing your thing. Don't do my stick. It's kind of funny. I didn't, know, like a weird, I, didn't, like, I didn't even know how to deal with it. I don't know how to. It's like brain not computing. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Yes. Right. Okay. So here are some some facts for folks to know of what type of women Democrats elected. Democrats elected. Democrats voted in the youngest woman ever at the age of 29, Alja- Alexandra Ocas. Ocasio. Ocasio Cortez. We talked about her a few months ago, right? She's out here killing the game. In New York. Okay. Democratic Socialist. Once again, another reason to have a segmented version, but whatever. Bernie Sanders. Yeah, but she's out here killing the game. All right. Next, the first Native American woman, Sharice Davis. and Well, first two American uh, Native American women, Sharice Davis and Deb Holland. Boom. Two. All right. Um... Michigan Democrats voted in the first women Muslim. Yeah. Okay. Washida Talib and <laughs> Talib 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 uh, Ian Umar. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But you, you want to go? I can keep going on. I know you could. I can go on and the on. The thing is funny is that in a strange jar, glass, whatever, half full, the fact that. Trump came in here with knowing shit all about being the president, became the president. People are like, well, I don't know too much about being this, but I know that I care about X, Y, and Z. Let me try my hand. And then lo and behold, look what happened. Look at God. We, uh, in Texas, elected Sylvia Garcia, the first Hispanic woman out of the Houston area uh, for Democratic seat. I mean, it's just... It's just amazing what Democrats have done. And to clarify, folks, when we say first, we mean in this particular area. It's not to say, like, there's never been a woman or anything like that. It means in these particular areas, this is truth in that situation. Except for, for Ocasio-Cortez. Acosta, uh, she is the youngest that that's ever done it. Uh, so, I have... It's really something to get me excited about. The tapestry of diverse backgrounds and folks that we are bringing to the table. Because Congress is supposed to look like the America that we live in. 
right? And the America that we live in is much more diverse. And now it starts to be more reflective of our elected leaders. I mean, I think that is a huge, huge takeaway. Uh, but the next question is, Jelani, like, what do we do now as a coalition? You know, what type of party are we going to be? Are we going to be a party of, hey, let's get rid of ICE and go more progressive? Or are we going to be a party of moderate Democrats and say, hey, no, 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 we have to hold the suburban moms. We have to hold the suburban folks. Like, what are we going to do? Because one could make an argument that Beto's message was much more liberal than really what Texas. If he was a little bit less liberal, then maybe he would have gotten more folks to come over. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, and the thing is, what like, do you what what do you do now that you're in power and you now you have to kind of define your identity? Yeah. And the thing is, like, to be clear, it's like it was still very close. William and Lincoln, the better. Like, let's not, you know, it's it was the closest in history. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yes. Do you make I mean, what does that look like? I think that is what we'll see in the next few weeks, months as we start. The first test is Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Right. Um, one final thought is, you know, I have to talk about Republicans um, and the missed opportunity. Do you yeah. talk about them? I, I <laughs> you know, they could have either, I don't know if they could have held on to the House, because I think that's just like, again, it's cyclical, right? So they had that against them. But their final message, I mean, this was the lowest presidential approval with such a high economic rating. I mean, you know, James Carville said it best, uh, it's all about the economy, stupid, right? And if the economy is doing well, you get reelected. And instead of, send, instead of going out on a final message with Republicans and saying, look, look at your stock market. You know, look at your 401k. Which was actually right? told to people saying, here, go out and talk about this. Yeah, go use this narrative, right? We have the lowest unemployment, right? Ask that age-old question, that pocketbook question. Are you better off than you were four years ago or two years ago? You know, and astoundingly, surprisingly, it was yes. That's usually used as a negative to try to like put it on the incumbent. Yeah. But in this case, it's a good, yeah. You know, most people have a job that they like. They were getting paid fairly well. You know, if they lose their job, they can find another job pretty quickly. I mean, the market is good right now. Things are prosperous economically. And we talked about this is the only reason why Trump is even afloat. Once yes. that tanks, all bets are off. Bro, don't so, get me started. Um, you know, they could have used that argument, but they chose the dark, uh, fear and loathing argument. And this is what it got them. Well, they lost the house. Patrick, here's the thing. I need you to understand this. All right. 7,000 invaders <laughs> are, at, are at the gates coming through. The barbarians are at the gate. They're there with their swords, their guns, their MS-13s. They're and you know, coming. Like, here's what I want folks to understand, Okay. There are these themes are universal and they have been used in every political election dating back to like the Greeks. Okay, you use a you know you are uh, you know they're, they're they're almost like things you can pull off a shelf and say what type of playbook what type of campaign am I going to run? Am I going to do a hope and change campaign? Mm-hmm. Nope, not that one. Am I going to do a uh, barbarians at the gate, fear and loathing campaign. I knew you were gonna say fear and loathing. I knew you were gonna say that. Keep right? Going. Am I gonna do that? Am I going to do a more nationalist type of campaign? A more isolationist type of campaign? There are certain like, like campaign themes that you go with, and Trump always chooses the one that brings out and 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 erects um, our darkest 
scariest or most fearful sites because all the stuff that he said about oh i'm gonna sign an executive order to get rid of birthright he's not doing that no more he's he, there's, there's no talk of him sending troops down there anymore like these were all fucking games that he played of course but we see through that. I'm, I'm, I'm just... No, I know. His supporters did not see yeah, that. Yeah, because once he said he was going to do it, because of the fact that you believe in everything, everything he says anyway, you're like, well, there he did it. And that, and so the reason why the big scary nothing didn't happen is because he saved us. But no, the reason why the big scary nothing didn't happen is because there, it was a big scary nothing. nothing. And that's what I... Mark my words now, John, and you can absolutely stand on the same podium... Trump is going to be a beast to defeat in 2020. He's going to rip through his... He's going to have his own primary challenger that he will rip through. Well, you think... Do you think really going to have, like... Who was Obama's primary challenger? Was, do you think no, Obama's Obama does not have a... No, like, if you're a good president, you do not have a primary challenger. Oh. You just, like, have a seat. Okay. He will have a primary. When you're not good, you get primaried. By your own party. But he'll destroy him. I mean, or, or, or her. Or her. Which I agree with. Mm-hmm. But he's but he's also gonna come to fight with whoever he. Go. Okay, all right, all right. He is bringing a different game. You know his game. He's gonna be a puncher. He's gonna come out. He's not doing this. He's gonna be like a John. You would know like a villain in a wrestling show. Yes. He's going to be that. He's the heel. So you need to come with a different game. Um, mark my words now. That's it. I want to talk about so many things. I want to talk about Jeff Sessions. He just got fired. He did. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about his crazy fucking press conference he did. Like, literally, there was a reporter that was fighting over a microphone. I saw that. That guy now has his his stuff revoked. He cannot talk to the president ever again. (laughs) I was at the gym, and I was watching this going, what the fuck is this happening? Why... Why are they fighting? See, this is why you're looking flabby because you're not paying attention. You're too busy <laughs> watching TV. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to talk about that. We'll save that for next week. You know, Trump talked about, oh, we're going to, you know, common peace, unity. And then immediately after, he fires his attorney general and he's like, fuck you. Let's get a game on. That sounds pretty suspect. But that's all for next week. Folks, as always, thank you for listening to this very special very special episode of the Black Tie Affair. Tell your friends about us. Like, subscribe, hit them five stars. Do all those cool things. We will see you next week. Peace.